I remember when we were strong. Back in the days before King Tenebrae and his royal guard, and the people of Amosran took up their own arms for fun and profit. Before all that, there was just us, the Viridian Outriders. We kept the roads and trails safe and secure, with homes and forts scattered about and locales civilized and not. Time passed, and we have been replaced. And yet, I hear the rumblings and murmurs of the roads being less safe than they had been. Monsters sniffing around in smaller towns and magic acting oddly. Who knows? Maybe we'll be needed again. Hello, and welcome back to another path. My name is Chase, and I remain your GM. Today, we rejoin our heroes sometime after the events of the 69th Annual Harvest Festival and Fish Chili Cook-Off to see how life has changed. Thank you to our backers, Carl, Keith, and Katie for their support. If you like what you hear, consider donating to us at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, and maybe try checking out some of the other shows on the network. And with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down another path. But you know what I would like to drink? What I really should be drinking in this moment? Hot toddy? Well, I am drinking a hot toddy. I should okay. be drinking tea beer. Yeah, oh, that's a thing. Gang, I gots to get me some of the tea beer. Yeah, hey, yeah, Griffo, you got to get up here. Justin, oh, I don't know what the reality... To. You got to send your dad out to, to, to come get some tea beer. My parents are further away than I am. How is though they live in Bowling Green, don't they? No, they live in Florida now. What? What? Oh. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. I didn't know your dad was a Florida man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. They they live there technically six months and one day out of the year. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. There you go. That's there you go. Sorry, I was attending to my, my billions of chickens. Oh, uh, are you still playing uh. hey, you still play an egg game? Yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> There's a game where you have millions of chickens? Yeah, this dude, is... check this out. They have hats now, too. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay, now that's a bit. What What is that game? I need it. it it's called Egg, I think. Uh, Egg Ink. Egg Ink, that's it. Egg Ink? Yeah. Egg Ink. I get addicted to these kinds of games. I got my girlfriend addicted to this kind of game. I was I was hooked on that game for a solid, like, six months. And then I realized how much it was draining my battery, and I was like, I need to remove this from my phone <laughs> immediately. Because I was Basically. on vacation, and it like my phone dropped so quickly. I was like, I cannot fathom this any longer. Based on the fact that uh, my phone had it as re-download instead of Git, uh, ah. makes me feel like I have been hooked on Egg Ink before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You can't you can't call it by its proper name though. It's just chicken game. That's true. Yeah, it is chicken game. Uh, also, notable chicken game player, friend of the show, Carlin. Mm. Um, mm. So, Carlin, if you happen to be listening to this episode, this is your sign to re-download chicken game. <laughs> that's the most accurate thing I've ever heard. Also, a yeah. game that's fun: Magic Carp Splash. Magic Carp Splash is pretty good. I remember I I, oh. I I had a good rip of that one for a while. 
uh, I, I was just going to say, if you live anywhere near Northwest Ohio, go go get you a Toast Mortem because we did not say the name of the beer. Uh, it is on tap at Ice Tier as of at least, you know, mid-January, and it's probably going to be like March by the time this episode. Well, no. No, it'll be like mid-February by the time this one comes yeah, out. Yeah, it'll be like okay. mid-February by the time this comes out. Tap. It'll probably still be on tap. He made a full batch. It uh, is very, very good. It's an ESB. Yeah, no, guys, this is legit the best one we've made. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's... And our past ones have been good. Like, they haven't been stinkers. Yeah, we are five for five. The, the yeah. we- hey, Big Minty Boy was on the edge. Mm, that one was good. It was good, but, like, I could understand not liking it. I loved Big Minty Boy because I love mint. I understand <laughs> that I am in the minority. I now, had forgotten that that one's actual name was the Age of Sweet. Yeah, it's And Jacob had to remind me that it was, in fact, not just called the Big Minty Boy. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. Jacob is pretty good at his job. He's also wrong. Now, I don't like tea and I don't like beer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Will I hate this? Probably. Worth a sip, though. It is it is phenomenal how it emulates both. Mm. We will send you a shot of tea beer. <laughs> In the mail. <laughs> Loose. We will vacuum seal a shot of tea beer <laughs> and post it to you. Yeah. FedEx overnight. It'd be like, um, here's a weird piece of just, like, historical trivia for you folks. Um, there was once a, um, I believe it was Italian, um, like, military ration, you know, like a, um, mm-hmm. like an MRE kind of situation that included a shot of alcohol in mm-hmm. it, like a, like a shot of cordial, uh, in, like, a little, what would look like a soy sauce packet from oh. your local Chinese restaurant. That's a spicy like... meatball. <laughs> <laughs> I have two. Th- I have two things to say. First is uh, soy shot. Mm-hmm. Second is Griffin. I really thought you were going to make a cinnamon hardtack joke. No, sorry, dude. Just straight facts. It has been three months since our last meeting with these characters. What have you been up to? Specifically, three months since the fish chili cook-off. So, yes, since the 69th annual Bering Harvest Festival and Fish Chili Cook-Off. That I won. That Harper did, in fact, win. And I got second in chart. <laughs> A small golden trophy glints in uh, the corner of Harper's room. There is a uh, a medal, a jart medal, silver for Arabin as well. Listen, I'm just uh, thankful I didn't have to kill anyone that day. Mm-hmm. Arabin made the Jart medal himself. They didn't actually have prizes. <laughs> Correct. But Harper, I know you've been working on some stuff specifically. Boy, I have so much. Um, I think that's the main thing that I want to do that's inter- that would be like a scene for mm-hmm. this session Yeah. Um, is something that I want to do with, uh, with Bailey, actually. Okay. Um, because I have, and, and maybe even the other two as well, this might be a group effort, mm-hmm. but I have a bunch of samples left over still from our time going below with Brother Lobazon mm-hmm. um, from like the approximations, and I want to do some science. Okay, um, sure. And I would love to have Bailey there who has some like magical capabilities that I don't mm-hmm. and uh, uh, have the others there for like helping me just like generate ideas and whatnot. Um. 
But in the meantime, um, I think there's a couple things that Harper's definitely worked on. Um, she's worked on some smaller projects. Um, I think I would have been able to forge um, two platinum rings. Okay. Because um, I bought those last yes, time. Yes, absolutely. Um, the, that's uh, done. Warding bond spell. Uh, I've been working on a bunch of other new projects. I've been tinkering with those rings as well. I've been tinkering with some like um, other things and like making this like little lattice work thing that can like go over. It's almost like a like an addition to like a stole, like a, a an outrider stole. Sure. Like, working on some enchantments. Yeah. Um, and the main thing that has like the most mechanical um, sort of uh, bearing to it is something that I want to run by you, Chase. Um, I have this idea, I think that in this time, especially before it got really snowy, that Harper has been training a bit more with uh, Seeker Meredith, mm -hmm. and especially in terms of mounted combat. And uh, while she's fairly effective with her broad spear while riding on Ignis, you know, the broad spear isn't as long as, like, a mundane, like, lance or pike. Okay. But those things are also kind of too big for Harper to wield. Sure. So I'm trying to blueprint up this idea of adding kind of like a foldable attachment to the broad spear that I can then sort of snap out and elongate. Okay. Uh, to give myself like a reach weapon. But I need to be on Ignis in order to do it, since it's too big for me to like support on my own. Right. So sort of a so sort of a collapsible spear pike situation okay kind of like power pulls out uh i'm thinking more of a, like it's kind of like um kind of like folds in half and like collapses like on a hinge and like folds in on okay itself. so like a like a tent pole yeah kind of like that cool yeah is that something you want to be able to roll for or just like uh i can just do that i mean i will say we're gonna i'm gonna have you roll for it but the roll is mm -hmm. going to be fairly low are you just using like smith's tools or something yeah either yeah. smith's tools or tinker tools yeah give me yeah. give me a smith's tools because you're trying to like make a bunch of bespoke parts for it yeah well with my um new uh a new feature from my level up which we'll get into shortly i'm sure mm -hmm. that is what level up huh um i rolled a nine mm -hmm. so that's a 19 yeah done <laughs> yeah shoot me the uh the mechanics of that and i'm sure, sure. yeah sure i think be. it's essentially like i don't think i'm changing the damage of the weapon just the reach of it sure if i'm on iggy back mm -hmm. and i can kind of collapse it out and sort of like brace it against ignis sure so that i can have a bit of a reach weapon if i'm riding him and attacking yeah absolutely Cool. Yeah, I'll shoot you a message. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's probably fine. I'm done with that. Go ahead and actually, while you're uh, getting that up for me, go ahead and do give me uh, an insight check as well. Oh, no. Wisdom. Yep. Everyone's favorite. Ooh, 16. So you're testing this thing out with Seeker Meredith. Uh, you can tell she is off her game. This has been probably about three weeks since the Harvest Festival. Winter is beginning to start to set in. That chill is in the air. It is a brisk with a capital K morning. Why is the capital at the end of the word? Because, <laughs> because you can it's hear brisk. the K best, and that is how brisk it is. All right. You can tell that uh, she's just not where her her head is not in this. Yeah, I think I do a pass and then loop back around and Ignis kind of like Tokyo drifts in the <laughs> little bit of snow that's on the ground. Good. I 
hop off, flip the spear so that it, the handle flips back into place, and then just kind of look up at her and, like, kind of looking for that, like, look of recognition or, or not, or, um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of look up and say, is everything all right, Meredith? <sighs> yeah, it's, it's fine, Harper. Um, keep this under your hats, um... The High Captain has approached me about being Knight's Captain. Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You knew then? I mean, he asked my opinion about it. He didn't say he was going to do it, but... Hmm. He did it, all right. He fully offered it to you? Oh, yeah. Shit. More of a voluntold kind of a situation, if I'm oh. being perfectly honest. Oh. It's fine. Is it? It's my time. It's it's the duty to the Outriders. The organization's been good to me for many, many years. Frankly, I probably should have taken it before him, but... <laughs> you know, it was offered to him, and I wasn't about to make a fuss for more responsibilities for not much more in reward. But... These are the hands we are dealt... Means I'll be out to field work a little bit more, which is unfortunate. I do actually enjoy it when it comes up, but... <sighs> well, you're like three times as devil may care as Luca, so like, I'm sure you can get yourself out into the field whenever you damn well please. Oh, we'll see. We'll see. I may make a play for that if it comes up. Just to see how far I can push it, you know? Yeah. And like, not trying to, you know, like rock the boat or anything, but... I mean, I like the Outriders. I really genuinely do, and I like the traditions. I like the ceremony that goes into it. But, like, just because something's tradition doesn't mean it's the right thing to do all the time, you know? My my mom and pa, like, they cut away from a lot of old family traditions, apparently, because mm-hmm. they weren't, like, they didn't suit our family. Like, mm-hmm. I've got a sister, and, like, halflings typically have, like, really big families. Sure. There's there's a lot of little things, but my, my mom and pa have talked about it, and they're like, that that ain't for us. So, you know, just because something's the way it is now doesn't mean that it's the way it's always going to be. And you're not wrong, Harper, you're not, but... And this is the thing. When traditions do not serve people, absolutely cut them. But the thing is, me serving as Knight Captain serves the Outriders. I... I am here and I am a better woman than I was yesterday and the day before and the day before that because I am an outrider. And part of that is the traditions. And true, I could say no. I could have said no. If I, if I did not want to, I could have stepped back and things could have continued apace. He would have found someone, certainly. But the fact is I would make better calls than whoever he would have found after me. I am the right person for the job. And I am begrudgingly happy to do it. (laughs) Well, I for one think that... um, I for one uh, agree with the hot captain. Uh I think it's a great fit. Well. And I knew you wouldn't be happy about it, but... Well, at least you knew. Unfortunately, it means I'm going to have less time for this, but... Well, why do you think I'm cramming it in now? <laughs> and it's not just because I haven't installed the treads on Ignis yet. 
Oh, you should do that. The snow is going to be bad this year. I can feel it in my knees. I think I can get away with either treads or a plow before... I don't think I can do both right now before the snows hit, but, like... I'm working on it. Um, depends on how, how much I can get in materials. If honestly, at this point, I would go with the plow, the treads are going to have a hard time on the stairs getting up. It's true. God, fucking stairs. It's the one nut I can't crack. <laughs> Seeker Meredith squares up for you to make another pass. And you two continue to train. We'll cut back to your science later. Cecil. Yes. What you been doing? Three months. Quarter of a year. Long time. It's a long time. Um, Cecil is giving more responsibility over the day-to-day operations of the Seaving Scroll to Katie and the other children employees, mm-hmm. uh, orphans of Cecil School for Lost Souls. Mm-hmm. And a little bit out of necessity of knowing that they are in the middle of a couple of huge things and never know when they might be called away again. Um, but also a little bit out of, you know, giving these kids a chance to feel like they're part of society and doing something mm-hmm. productive. Cool. And because uh, Cecil has figured out that while they, they like having the, re- the, the scroll, they don't like talking to people every day and dealing yeah. with customers all the time. So Cecil's been doing a lot of reading and researching and diving back into old reports and... Um, is particularly hung up, <clears throat> excuse me, is particularly hung up on anything with the Erkstein device and the incident from decades ago mm-hmm. and is trying to put all those pieces together and make sure that we're in as good a spot as possible for whatever comes next. That's a little vague, maybe, but mm-hmm. that's kind of where we're at. Okay. Also, does try to take the remnants of the the winning fish chili and turn it into tea. <laughs> no. <laughs> we use it as fertilizer. Okay, that's less gross than what I was thinking. Um, Acceptable. Okay. Fishalizer. Okay. No. Fertile fish? No, fishalizer. No, um... Um... <laughs> I can't pun my way out of this one, Ryan. I'm sorry. I've punned myself into a corner. I understand. Here I shall live forever. Nobody puns <laughs> Nobody puns Cecil in a corner. There it is. Okay. I will say as a part of this, you can focus more on either research or tea. Which are you focusing a little bit more on? I will... Say research. Okay. There's an attempt at some tea rather than like Here's really trying thing. to take care of the shop day to day, but you get you get the, the chili in a like planter box and you get like some some mushroom spores going. Mm-hmm. Like just trying to get something going there. And it's like it's happening. It's it is a work in progress though. Yeah, we might have to pivot to tiny green mushrooms. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. For your research, uh, what I will say is go ahead and give me probably a history check. I think makes the most sense. Probably a history check. Yeah, that works. Um, okay. So I have a... Um, unless, unless I can intimidate 
the books into giving me the answer. Not not traditionally, no. <laughs> Tell me what you know. <laughs> I pick up, yeah, you just shake the book real hard. What's in the box? What are your secrets? What's in the Irk What's box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> All right, history it is. Yep. 19. Okay. Uh, with a 19, you are going through trying to find any evidence of something like the Irksign device existing. Something that gives individuals just, just incredible power um, at an incredible cost. And there are, with a 19, you find that throughout history, there are whispers and litterings of many things that could do something like this. Um, there are, of course, you know, uh, demonic packs and devilish packs that do uh, something similar. Uh, there are also dealings with those a bit further outside of even heaven or hell. The unknown creatures that uh, exist upon the edges of space and time that do tend to uh, infiltrate the world as it is. Um, and many of those warriors have indeed gained access to powers far beyond what people thought was their ken. Um, it's hard to say, but what you can tell is that there is probably some outer world influence going on. At one point, uh, Cecil goes to Luca and petitions to, I think, to get a trip back to the capital to go through the Royal Library with the knowledge that the Urksign device is back. Cecil's never really gotten to do that because after the event, everything was kind of really put on hold and nothing was spoken of. So that never really happened, mm -hmm. I don't think, afterwards. And uh, given the set of circumstances we're in, that would be highly useful. <sighs> Cecil, you know I am loath to let you go, right? Like, you understand why I don't want to let you do this. I don't really want to either. I don't uh, believe you. It's, You're going to look at books, and that's your favorite thing. It is my favorite thing, but one of my least favorite things is being outside when it's cold. <sighs> that, Which is why I was going to say, regardless, <laughs> you're waiting till spring. Yeah, yes. Um, like, Meredith's <sighs> knees have been acting up. You know that means we're in for a real shitstorm of a winter. Yes, I know. I was kind of hoping that maybe she was just trying to, trying to pull a fast one to, like you know, have, like, a, a, a physical detriment that keeps her from being promoted. It's like, oh, no, I can't get Cecil, drafted. you better not be doubting Meredith's magic knee. <laughs> <laughs> the trick knee always works, I understand, but it is also a trick knee. Poppycock. No, you see, here's the thing. Night Captain means she's doing desk work a lot more often, which you know she hates. Uh, yes, she's, I know. She is the opposite of you, friend. Exactly. She loves field work, and she yeah. hates desk work. I know. I offered to do it. Look, I did consider you for Night Captain for a moment. A moment. However, it would defy everything with the organization. Cecil kind of uh, sits for a second and just kind of reflects and... 
You know, Luca, you know I would have said yes if it's what was needed. I know. But look. Have I ever, have I ever actually said no when it was actually needed? No, you haven't. Because you deserve to be Spymaster when it comes up. Well, there's that too, but... That's know. the thing. If I pull you out of line, not only do I basically risk an inquiry coming down on my head, but I also pull you out of line for the job that you actually should have. This is true. I don't know how long that would take to get, though. Hey, here's the thing. Like, Jasper's been doing a great job. Like, he's kept us informed. We haven't been, like, surprised, surprised by anything by more than a day. But Jasper is not long for the job. He's going to retire at some point. Sure. Of course. I don't... It's not like I want it. He gives you a, like, over-the-glasses-knowing look. <laughs> you kind of want it. A little bit, at least. Well, I don't know. I'm quite liking uh, being a teacher a bit. Or a... Yeah, you've... Supervisor, pseudo-uncle. I was going to say collector, but those are much nicer words. Collector. Collector might actually go more with Spymaster, actually, if I think about it. Regardless, it's it would mean more time away from the scroll, more time reading over reports. And I know you love a report to read over, but it's the kind of report that we can't have leaving here. I know. I know. I'll do it, but... We'll see whenever it comes up. I've sure. only got so much longer anyway. Well, longer than Jasper. You know that Jasper is well into his 70s, maybe even 80s at this point. He does not talk about his age. Uh, he refuses to tell people when his birthday is or how old he is. He's that kind of guy. Yeah. But uh, you know everything that Lucas says is true. Like, he's got his ways. He stays out of everybody else's way, which is the real big kind of censure for him. You know that's what won him out over you. You're a little bit more of a busybody. Uh, mm -hmm. And you're upfront about it. He is probably actually equally the busybody to you, but he's very slick. We're talking about someone local, or like like the local spy master. Local, or like yeah, no, the the in the sea, the crypt spy master. Okay, yeah, this is somebody who does not get involved with local politics. Who on purpose? Exactly. You do all of that stuff because you genuinely love it, or at least that's the impression that I've gotten as uh, the DM to Cecil. Jasper prefers to stay in the shadows in all aspects. Cecil definitely enjoys the paperwork of it all. Uh, and I also believe that um, Cecil has a, a, a wealth of red pens. 100%. It's good. That's how he reads reports mm -hmm. with red pens. So I'm not going to the seat anytime soon. Okay, I will uh, draft up a letter t for... Sterling, mm -hmm. to see if he can't get maybe some help or some resources. Oh, I can use our old code, so he'll know. So maybe we can find something. Has he said anything more? I haven't heard anything, but All I right. wouldn't be surprised. He's got his folks who've got their ways. I imagine when he wants to get a message to us, it'll come quick and with little warning. That's what you get when your face is on the money. That's right. But no... Early spring, as soon as the thaws hit, you can, uh, I'll give you a leave to take a couple of weeks off and head up north. Sounds good to me. Thank you, Luca. Of course. Uh, Cecil kind of stands up 
and takes a step and stops and turns back around. Luca. Yeah. You're doing good. Thanks. You too. Hey. Yeah? We've got this. I don't know. This feels... I've done a lot of shit, Luca. And I've covered up even more of it. And this feels different and it's not going away. But we're not getting closer. I don't know. Yeah. But if it gets much worse, we'll be dead for it. And it won't be our problem anymore. Sure, we will. So (sighs) it just kind of spaces out and walks away. At ease, listener. Arabin, what have you been up to? So after the festival, Arabin has been thinking a lot about the encounter he had with Ken and how weird that was. And as he's thinking about that, he starts thinking about the approximations and he starts thinking about Caligan's Cat's Corral. And he thinks about all of these times when we've been in battles that were tough. Mm-hmm. And Arabin has been thinking about how the only reason he's alive is because the entity is giving him power. And he's been thinking a lot about that. And he thinks back to something that the entity said to him, which is trust the devil, you know. And so Arabin has decided that it's time to trust the entity a little bit more. Sure. And he wants to understand the power that he's been given. And he wants to embrace it a little more than he has in the past. Sure. I'm so happy. Uh, I have a favor to ask you. Of course. Ask away. This... This power that you've been given me, this this deal that we have... Uh-huh. I've been pushing it away and trying to ignore it, but... I think if I want to stay alive and I want to keep doing what I'm doing, I need to understand it a little bit more. Mm. So I, I want, I want to know. I want to know what is this magic. I, I want to know what it is you're doing. How do I, how do I harvest it? How do I, how do I really dial in? It is not a harvesting, Arabin. And this may be where you're actually running a foul? Oh, go ahead and say a foul, for lack of a better word. But a foul of your own mindset. It's not that you are trying to take advantage of the deal. The deal is a mindset. The mindset is that you are trying to use your opponents against themselves. This is the thing of it all is that it is all about leveraging who you are going up against against themselves their own power their own life against itself i serve the penumbra you understand this i understand that it's just when we're fighting i i, I feel you take over and what is a penumbra 
I don't know. A shadow. It is a darkness created by light. And that is what we become when we're working together. Darkness by light. Even the smallest candle casts a long shadow. And that is where we thrive. We take advantage of the smallest, most insignificant weakness and make it our strength. We are what exists when light is cast. It cannot exist without us, and frankly, we cannot exist without- <clears throat> You feel it seize for a moment. But you know how that sentence was supposed to end. We are the darkness created by light. And we work in that space. And that is how we will move forward. If you are committing to this, this is how we will create wonder. This is how we serve the penumbra. You lead the way, and I'll follow. <laughs> You'll be leading soon enough, Arabin Cronin. So Arabin, uh, for the, for the few months in between, Arabin is going to be training by day and keeping up appearances to everybody. But by night, he, I want him to be in the library looking up different things about, um, about magic and arcana and, um, anything that the entity is wanting to lead him to. Good. Um, you fucker. Give yes. me. I put so much work into our our friendship, and this is how you treat me. No, but here's the thing, because I talked, because Justin sent me a long message earlier. Justin, what you told me earlier, from an outside perspective, Arabin is more committed than ever, not only to the Outriders, but to all of you as well. Yeah, it's Arabin's going all in on the situation. And not only have you noticed a marked improvement in your friendship, but also his mood in general. Yeah, he he is wanting to become stronger. He wants to become stronger for uh, everything that he's gained. Ah, Jesus. And he sees this as the way to do that. He's doing uh -huh. it for the Outriders. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> So, so it's a really good poison cookie. So give me a, honestly, with this, give me a spell attack. I'm going to say this is how you're going to, how we're going to see what, uh, what, what you find during your nightly searches. Okay. Ooh, that's good. That is a 22. Oh, buddy, <laughs> you know what did you roll on the die? Out of curiosity, it was a fifteen, and if it's oh, a spell yeah. attack, it's plus seven. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, because uh, you're not alone in the library, of course, Lenny is in there with you, um, as Lenny is always Lenny, in the library. Lenny, my dude, <clears throat> looking for anything specific, Arabin. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, l- learning to, uh, I'm looking to get more into uh, spells and magic and just mm. trying to learn a little bit about that. Uh, no big deal. I, I, I think I know what I'm looking for. Excellent, excellent. Well, you know where the magic section is, of course. Uh, the uh, beginner grade uh, spell books are, you know, right over yonder there. But if you need anything a bit more spicy, do let me know. Of course, Lenny. Of course. <laughs> good, good. And, uh, you know, be careful if you start researching that kind of stuff. You never know what may approach you. Oh, yeah. I, I know. Do you know what has come your way? Uh, you know, it's just, it's just learning about this stuff. Being around, being around Cecil, of course, uh, you know, I, I've seen some things that I've never seen before. Deception check. Well, that's probably true. Know where the spicy books are. Ooh, that's a 26. Oh, Boy, there well, we that go. beats Lenny's 17, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> uh, Against a mortal man, it would be. Very well, then. I tell you the things I've seen and met in my day. But have at you, then. Don't let me get in your way. Uh, of course. Take care, Lenny. And Wait. Have you been keeping up on your calligraphy? Yes. Deception at disadvantage, because I know that's a fucking lie. <laughs> it's a 12. Mm. Look up your stuff and then come over with me and we'll run a couple of quick drills. All right. Writing is as important as reading. I One know. must be understood in all forms. I know, I know. God, I miss Lenny. <laughs> Arabin takes off, and whenever he's tr- looking at a, looking for something that's not quite on the base level of magic, you mm-hmm. know, if he's looking at anything darker, he is, of course, watching Lenny and skulking around in the shadows. Um, I'm not even going to make you roll for this. Lenny knows. Okay. <laughs> Lenny knows. Lenny knows every inch of this library. Lenny knows how this library sounds, and he knows what it sounds like when people are in a specific place. If you would like to hide something from Lenny, actually, I will let you go ahead, because you know this about him. Roll a stealth. So, instead of rolling stealth, can I go around the corner and cast invisibility on myself? Lenny is blind. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing. Yes, but still roll it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Come on. <laughs> what is my stealth? Okay. Well, it's not too bad. It's a 16. I have rolled a 12. Money gets a plus 5 to perception on listening base, so that is a 17. Oof. He knows. So Lenny, <laughs> Lenny knows... At one point, but here's the thing, because it is just a 17, you know he knows. However, what you do find is that as you are really just kind of letting the entity take over and draw you to certain books, a single topic keeps coming up over and over again. And you know it even before you go to the page that it is interested in. It's the Infernal Core. Yep. 
over and over and over again. The Penumbra wants this core. I knew the Infernal Core was going to come out of your mouth. Mm hmm. That's um, what she said. <laughs> hey, yo? Hey, yo, bust the brattle here. <laughs> <laughs> but you take a seat at the desk, and uh, Lenny. Uh, slides a couple of drills over to you, just some so, some basic handwriting kind of stuff. Um, and as you begin to work, he sits down across from you and kind of temples his fingers and leans forward. So, looking into some fiendish books, are you? Um... Yeah, it's it's just something I uh, have sort of been working a, a theory with it. What theory is that? Well, you know, with all the things going on, I just I just feel like there's something maybe demonic about the things that we've found in that underground city. Demonic. Deception check. I don't like lying to Lenny, but I kind of have to. <laughs> okay, that is a 19. Beats his 11. Well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'd heard people talking about an aberrational activity down there. Fiendish would be a bit of a left turn, but... Your judgment's usually pretty good by all accounts, Cronin. It's it's just a theory, and uh, it may be a dead end. I just mm. want to cover all of my bases. No, understood, understood. It's good for you to do that. You never know where things are going to come from. But no matter. Do what must be done. If that is what you need to do in order to make sure that, uh, you know, we don't end up going down a certain path, then by all means, take your time looking those books, but don't lie to me about it. I'll happily help you search for whatever it is you need. I'm My eyesight hasn't been good in many years, but I know these shelves better than anyone else here. That's why I'm still sitting where I am. I know there are those waiting for me to have my time. But until it happens, I shall serve as guide in these holes. Yeah. And thank you for that, Lenny. I, I know that uh, you are very knowledgeable, and I know that you worry, but I just want you to know that to an extent I do know what I'm doing, and I am keeping myself safe. Please do. And know that I have served as confidant for many an outrider over the years. If you need a place to keep a secret, Arabin, I can do that. Of course. Alright. Now you fucked up that pee, so try it again. What pee? That one right there. I heard the scratching and it was all wrong. Try it again. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Better, better, right there. It was almost perfect right there. I heard it. Just keep your elbow up higher. Uh. And the camera pulls.
pulls away down the hall. And a few more weeks pass, and we find uh, all three of you together with one Elijah Bailey, steward Elijah Bailey at that even. Stuart Elijah Bailey, first, middle, last. <laughs> Getting ready to do some science. Yeah. Um, where, uh, so Harper, where, where is science yeah. happening? I think science happens in the last place we tested approximation stuff, which was in the cave. I think. Yeah. in the, in the cave where the remains of the cart once stood the cave no okay. longer holds, uh, a certain cart. Uh, Cecil sure. made that disappear. After a uh, a certain Lillian Lewis showed up in town, Some and Cecil creatures. Cecil made it disappear and then told no one about it. So you Correct. just show up and it's gone. Oh dang, that cart's gone. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Harper unbothered. So here's what I would like to do, Chase. Mm-hmm. I have several experiments I would like to run. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the first one is gonna determine. If any, follow. Um, my idea here is I have a couple things I want to do, and, I, and I'll I guess I'll talk to everyone about this, um, mm-hmm. please. Bailey included. All right, so I kind of I, I, I have this big sample here, mm-hmm. and I would love to see if like the remnants of this goo is still, like, alive in some way. I have some ideas, because, like, everything seems to, like... I get the feeling that everything kind of communicates. Like, the approximations communicate with each other in some way. Like a hive mind kind of thing? I don't know. I just know that we saw, like, more than just, like, the approximations of people down there. We saw the approximation of places, of things. Hmm. And they had to get that knowledge from somewhere, and someone had to relay that knowledge to them. So here's what I'm thinking. I want to see... Bailey, do you... Are you savvy at all with, like, illusion stuff, even, like, in, like, a minor illusion sort of way? Yeah. I want to see if we can show it something, and it will react to it. Like, it will try to turn itself into what it sees in a magical way. Interesting. Because I've had the, I've had the thing, I've left the thing out and just like wanted to see if it did anything, um, before. Mm -hmm. I want to see if it responds to certain types of stimuli. Like I want to see if it responds to heat. I want to see if it responds to cold. I want to see if it responds to, I want to, I want to like try to split it into two places and see if it's empathetic. Hmm. Like, if I expose one sample to heat, does the other sample react in any way, even if there's a distance separated between them? I'm doing science, goddammit. Okay. Do I want to just run through my list here, Chase? And uh... <laughs> So that's what you want to do with the sample of the approximation. What did you want to yes. do with the building piece? Um, similar stuff. I don't think that that's... A, I, I might expose it to the same sort of stimuli and stuff. Um, see if it responds to, like, visual stimulus, if it responds to um, heat, if it responds to acid, if it responds to other okay. just, like, sort of sort of uh, uh, exposures. Okay. Because um, I, have, I have in my notes here, I have one big sample of approximation goo. Mm-hmm. 
and three samples of the tower with the like the fractal pattern on it. Okay. So and I have a I have a rubbing of the pattern as well. For the sake of simplicity, uh, I'm going to say that everybody uh, can essentially run an experiment. You can okay. essentially choose some kind of experiment to run, and I will give you some piece cool. of information regarding what is going on here. I, I have um, a question. Google. Have yeah. the approximations ever made any sound? Outside of a squelching? No. Okay. Just a common squelch? Yep. Because I had some bullshit if they had some sort of spoken language. Doesn't seem <laughs> like it. But you can all essentially run a single experiment. Bailey is here okay. to help facilitate and do cool. what needs to be done in order to make that all work. Do you guys have anything in particular you want to do, or are you cool if I like assign you stuff? If you assign, that's fine. I, the only thing I really had was trying to figure out type, basically. You know, aberration, kind of, but mm -hmm. just trying to... Uh, it, it's player talk it's a little weird because we're trying to figure out a gm homebrew thing with the dm D, &D mechanics yeah so it's you know at some point it's like what size class are they <laughs> which which plane or book how do we figure out how to put this in a science experiment so whatever you've got griff Okay. I think uh, the main three things I want to do then, I would, is it possible, Chase, that I can split this one sample into two smaller samples and then still be viable to use? Sure. Okay. Then I would like to um, first expose it to like a magical illusion. Okay. Um, like long term, okay. and I want to see if it just reacts to that illusion at all. If it tries to like shift or take on that shape, mm -hmm. I want to expose it to like in its vial, essentially like put it over a burner, mm -hmm. and I want to see if it responds to heat mm -hmm. at all. Um, and then depending on the heat reaction, I might do the thing where I kind of put two samples on the other side of the cave. And expose one to heat and see if the other one reacts. Okay. Cool. Um, I've had a long time to think about yeah, this. Yeah, you have. And if I and if I if all of this comes up with bumpkus, then it comes up with bumpkus. Um go ahead and roll me roll me a spell attack. That is going to be a 14. With a 14, um, you first run the image experiment. What image mm -hmm. do you select? Um, I ask Bailey to conjure the image of a fish. Oh. Because we haven't seen any, like, water down there. That's true. That's true. So... I'm trying to give it like something new to absorb. Um, he snaps his fingers and conjures an image of a fish, and then he grabs kind of like pieces of the light, almost like they're like strings of a balloon in midair, and fashions them onto a piece of copper from his pocket, and he just kind of sits it down on the ground. It's like okay, that should hold for like we'll we'll, we'll call it like. 
24, maybe 36 hours if I did that really well. Hard to say. Um, but we'll leave that sit and we'll see what happens. Sounds great. And so the two of you leave and you come back the next day. And it doesn't look like anything has changed. It's not like, you know, it's still kind of fluctuating and running through a couple of different uh, different images and uh, different forms. Uh, at one point, Bailey even actually, like, grabs the vial and essentially expands it out into the size of a bell jar. So it has, like, space to transform and whatnot. And, nice. Uh, at that point, uh, Bailey is fairly well spent as far as the assistance he'd be able to uh, provide. You know, if you're probably out there for 12 hours, the image fully fades after, like, you know, 30-ish hours. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem to take on that fish shape, but it doesn't not, if that makes sense. It, it is sure. clearly taking on a lot of incomplete forms as well. Okay. Um, for the fire, um, you, uh, you know, Bailey, actually, no, I scratch that. Bailey does come back in and does one more thing, and he pulls the whole part thing into, you know, uses magic to yeah. essentially create, you know, slikes the bell jar in half, but keep everything in there nice. in half as well. Um, and Damn, Bailey, you are useful. Yes, clearly. Like I'm not, I'm not a fucking slouch here, talk. Like, come on. <laughs> like I broke my leg. I, I'm sorry that listen, I listen, Bailey. I'm you. sorry. I'm just fulfilling my contractually obligated dunking. What contract? Can you? Can we? Can we do the test now? Oh my God. Harper, is Stuart working out, or do you need me? Nah, things are good, Cecil. Thank you. You know full Great. well Cecil has drafted a full dunking contract. <laughs> <laughs> there was a memo. <laughs> oh, I mean, we, obviously. We, the three of us are the only ones who have signed it. <laughs> Correct. And Katie. Especially Katie. So yeah, I think I'm going to do a, like, um, I, I kind of want to ramp it up gradually, and see, like, um, you know, how it responds to different levels of heat to the point of, like, if it were exposed to direct flame, it would, like, cause a burn. Go ahead, roll me a straight intelligence check. Ooh, that's very good. That's a 19 on the die. Cool. Uh, so a 23. So uh, what you figure out is that initially there is a sympathetic response between the two. However, as time goes on, that connection fades, and these two become distinct entities unto themselves. Okay. So, initially it seems like I light a fire under one, and the other one reacts Mm -hmm. as if they're one and the same, Mm -hmm. like they react the same way. Correct. But then over time, that bond sort of severs. Correct. Okay. Any notable reaction to the heat itself? Like, do they... Does it, like, like in two, in two ways, does it, like, seem to have any sort of, like, instinctive response? Mm-hmm. Like, does it, shy, does it try to, like, shy away from the fire? Mm-hmm. Slash, is there any sort of consistency change? Like, do, am I affecting it on, like, a state of matter level? Uh, you are getting a... 
you are getting that survival response. You are not getting a change of state response. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Then, uh, cool. Um, I think that's my science. Cool. Which, if uh, past science has any indication, I think I use up my samples. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. I still have my tower samples, which I think I will save okay. for later. Cool. Then. Um, if anything, the only other thing I would do is some just, like, research in what materials are available to me about that fractal pattern and see if that repeats anywhere in what I see. Um, I might even start some correspondence with Brother Lobazon. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like, do you have any, do you have books? Like, <laughs> like if, if he has any sort of like readings or, um, uh, materials on, he said, he, he said many times he was a student of patterns. Um, and if he has any sort of like literature on the subject, I'd love to read it. So I might, I might, um, you know, start some correspondence with brother Lobazon and like send some baked goods along the way with it too. Yeah. Thank you for joining us here on another path. You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com slash ghostlightmedia, or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Griffin at GriffCold, and Ryan at RyanRoll20. You can find Justin on TikTok at JustJustinMichael, and myself at TQLoudly. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode, and until then, remember to wear the proper safety gear when you science. This has been a Ghostlight Media production.